does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up with some college basketball, talking about Purdue, some college football, talking about Purdue. Uh, So stay with us. The busiest guy you know, though, has the school board update. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, you are the man. Let's get right to it. Breaking down the action from Lucas Oil Stadium earlier today in the IHSAA Football State Finals. We'll recap everything, but starting with earlier in the morning and into the early afternoon, Indianapolis Lutheran, back-to-back. They take down Adams Central. It's a final of 30-13. Here's Charlie Clifford on the IHSAA Champions Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, 30 straight wins, 12 straight tournament wins, and two consecutive Class 1A IHSAA championships. The Lutheran Saints out of Indianapolis, a dynasty in the making. Charlie Clifford did a terrific job in his Champions Radio Network debut on the play-by-play. That then took us to Class 3A, where I had the pleasure of joining Rob Moorhead and Kelsey Casper for the call. Bishop Chittard overcomes a 14-10 halftime deficit to beat Lawrenceburg. The tradition continues for the Chittard Trojans. They are 16-1 all-time in state championship games. And for Rob Doyle, he wins another title, his first since 2020. The Shatar Trojans defeat the Lawrenceburg Tigers 34-14 with 24 unanswered. 24 unanswered points by Rob Doyle's club. And just going final about an hour ago, Valparaiso scores in the last two minutes to topple Whiteland, 35-31. We're going to hear from Paul Condry here shortly as Valpo from up north gets it done. First state championship since 1975. Kurt Darling on the call. Denham heaves it downfield into big coverage. It's tipped up and nearly caught, but it falls to the ground incomplete. Time expires, and that will do it. The Northern Indiana stigma has been snapped. Valparaiso knocks off Whiteland to win the Class 5A state championship. Yesterday's action, it all started with Evansville Modern Day getting the revenge on Andrean. 20-10 the final in Class 4A, East Central, 30-piece on New Prairie, 37-7. And from Class 6A, a three-peat for Center Grove, Eric Moore's team beats Carroll Fort Wayne, 35-9. Here are the Mental Attitude Award winners from Class 2A. Modern Day's Joey Pierre, star running back. From East Central, Christian Garrison in Class 4A. Carol Fort Wayne's Jorge Valdez took home the Mental Attitude Award in Class 6A. From today in Class A, Indianapolis Lutheran's Micah McKay named the Blake Rest Mental Attitude Award winner. Class 3A wide receiver Aiden Duncan picked it up for Bishop Chittard. And in Class 5A, Connor McCall of Valparaiso takes home the honor. All right, over to college football where the USC Trojans, number six in the country, they beat the number 15 Notre Dame Fighting Irish 38-27. Irish rush 
for under 100 yards in the game, 43 yards on the ground for Audrick Estime, 34 for Logan Diggs, 24 for Chris Tyree. That won't get the job done. Drew Pine, three touchdown passes, 23 of 26. Pine also did throw an interception. So that's major for USC, and that leads us to the Big Ten Championship game, which comes your way on Saturday night, this coming Saturday, at Lucas Oil Stadium. What a ride you get high school football you get the Colts Monday night football then you get the Big Ten championship where Purdue will meet Michigan Purdue in the bucket game defeating Indiana in Bloomington 30 to 16 Michigan number three in the country they defeat number two Ohio State in Columbus 45 23 so Purdue will meet with Michigan and now depending on what happens with Michigan could USC find themselves in the college football playoff that is all to be determined. Lastly, college basketball. Ball State will win over Missouri State in the Bahamas, 67-64. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. It's Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Old Oak and Bucket game today goes to the Boilermakers. They'll play, as you know, Michigan for the Big Ten Championship next week. Boiler basketball team taking on Duke tomorrow. To talk all things Purdue, from the Purdue Radio Network, our good friend Rob Blackman. Hello, Rob. Hey, Bob. Uh, how are you doing? Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Hope Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. How do you keep everything straight? Because you I mean, <laughs> boilers <laughs> are in the middle of it right now. Come on. <laughs> Well, and I'm in Portland, so like a lot of uh, Purdue right. fans, I was I watched the bucket game on television today. Actually, I, to be completely honest, I watched it on a laptop because uh, Purdue basketball team was at practice during that time. <laughs> so yeah, here I was with a couple of support staff off to the side watching the uh, football game on on mm-hmm. laptop. We were we were at the Portland Trailblazers practice facility, so. That was, uh, yeah, that was something to see. Uh, man, just, just so proud of that football program and how far they've come in a very short amount of time. Right, and, right. Uh, you know, someone pointed out on social media, and I, I think this is correct. I haven't double-checked it, but I think it was 10 years ago that uh, both Purdue basketball and Purdue football finished last in the Big Ten standings. Uh, and now <laughs> here we are. You know, Look at this, 10 years later, Purdue basketball just beats us the sixth-ranked team in the country. And, and of course, uh, Purdue football is going to the Big Ten championship game for the first time ever in the school history. So, yeah, pretty pretty good day to, uh, to be a fan of Purdue athletics, that's for sure. You had to be nervous, though, in this football game uh, early on because um, IU, with a lot of emotion, being at home, boilers were slow to get themselves started. There had to be a little bit of concern on the part of Boilermaker fans. Yeah, a little bit of concern just for me. You know, it's it's so funny when you're at the game broadcasting the game as I normally am. You don't really have time to stop and think about right getting nervous right. because you're so right. you're so focused on doing your job. But as a fan, when you're just watching it on television, it makes it so much more difficult uh, in, from from an anxiety standpoint. And you're exactly right. I, I myself was a little nervous, especially I kept thinking about yesterday. You know, Iowa was in this exact same position, and they just looked to be a tad nervous, almost like the uh, right, like, like 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 it was just uh, maybe the, the event was too big for them, almost in a way. And I was afraid maybe that same thing was happening to Purdue that they uh, they just weren't going to be able to to find a way to just settle in and and do what they do. I, I and, but luckily, obviously, in the second half they did. Right. Um, 
that I thought that opening drive of the second half where Purdue just gashed that IU defense, especially with the running running game and Devin Mockaby, I just kind of felt like that set the tone for the rest of the game. And uh, and look, Purdue caught a major break in the fact that IU's starting quarterback went down with injury early in the game because, as we saw in his first touchdown run, that he was yeah that, yeah he's a he was a, he's a he's a difference maker, and that's a it's a very tough guy to defend. So, but yeah, I mean, wow, Purdue, I, 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 it's even hard for me to. To say the words and believe it as they're coming out of my mouth. <laughs> going to the Big Ten championship game. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and you know what? When we've talked about this before, go back last year, they won a quiet nine games. You know, we've talked mm. about the concept. Yeah. They won nine and people didn't talk about it. They back it up with eight wins right now. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm sure you haven't had time to look at the stats. But when have they gone? When have they had 17 wins in back-to-back seasons? Oh yeah, uh, you're right. I don't know that off the top of my head. I'd like to think maybe a Joe Tiller team or two did it, but I'm not 100 percent right. positive in that. That's for certain. And I know you and I have talked at length about this before. There's only one Purdue football team in the history of Purdue football, which is 100 plus years that has ever won 10 games in a season. Think about that. Right. Only one time has right. won 10 games in a football season. So the well, fact that they won nine last year was pretty impressive. And now you're at eight. And who knows? Uh, it would, obviously, it would take some pretty no, heavy who knows? in the next, the next right. few games. But, hey, this, this group would still win 10. They'll have the opportunity. Well, I think you're right. And uh, so, you know, we're excited about their football team. I stayed up late. You know, I got off the air last night at midnight, went in and thought, you know what, hell, I'll just go ahead and watch the Boilers. And they were (laughs) tremendous last night. Uh, What a game, Uh, especially when you think about the fact that uh, you're playing the sixth-ranked team in the country in Gonzaga. Yeah. They have the preseason player of the year by numerous publications and Drew Timmy, who was as good as advertised, by the way. Let me emphasize that. He was really fun to watch. Um, And you're playing out here in Portland where it was a very, very uh, Gonzaga-friendly home crowd. I mean, a ton of Gonzaga fans made the trip, and rightfully so. Uh, So just a great – Great crowd. Uh, it, it felt like Purdue was the, was a road team, even though it's a neutral right, side game. Right. Uh, but the fact that Purdue was just uh, – and really to overcome the slow start. You know, Purdue started the game 0 of 7 shooting, and all seven shots were three-pointers. Um, 0 of 7 from three. That's your first seven shots. So mm. Purdue was behind the ball early, down 12 to 4. And you kind of felt like, boy, it's going to be a – there's a tough road to hoe here. But, man, they got 51 points in the second half against Gonzaga. Uh, that, that was fun to watch. Rob Blackman from Portland. Boilers Boilers win, okay? Boilers win, Boilers win. Taking on Duke tomorrow, taking on Michigan next Saturday. Rob, thank you so much. Enjoy the weekend. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm Brendan King. <clears throat> I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. That was the worst one of the night, James Adams. Oh, boy. I, I got to get myself to you. I'm all good now, I promise. Uh, earlier in the day, <clears throat> Indianapolis Lutheran defeated Adams Central 30-13. to What a run it has been for Indianapolis Lutheran. Their quarterback, Jackson Willis, four touchdowns through the air. Willis also rushed for 24 yards on the ground, leading the way from a rushing perspective 
for Indianapolis Lutheran, actually from a receiving perspective, that is Devon Jones. Jones, three touchdown grabs for 121 yards. Indianapolis Bishop Chittard, what can you say? They are now 16-1 and in 17 state final appearances ever, which I was talking with Rob Moorhead earlier. You're going to hear from Rob with Coach Lovell here shortly. Chittard, if somebody has been at Chittard since 1983, they've got 16 championship rings. What do you do with 16 rings? I thought Rob had a pretty good comment during the broadcast. You got to start put them on your toes or something. 34-14, Chittard overcomes a 14-10 halftime deficit. They scored 24 straight. Thought this was a cool nugget as well. Colin Guy, two interceptions plus a touchdown for Chittard today. He's the younger, younger brother of Kyle Guy, former Indiana Mr. Basketball at Lawrence Central, Virginia star, and now playing professionally. Uh, in Spain, his great grandfather Phil Eskew, of course, the third IHSAA commissioner, sixty-two to seventy-six. He started the football tournament in nineteen seventy-three. Colin Guy's there because of his great grandpa. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Old Oak and Bucket game goes to Purdue, as you heard. Get the IU perspective. Who better than John Herrick from the IU Sports Network? John, thanks so much for the call. Early on, I thought we were going well, and then uh, disaster strikes, lose our quarterback, uh, and this game really changes. Yeah, I I mean, the biggest problem, Bob, is that you have to – completely change on the fly you know the, i said yeah i just scared my girlfriend here in my apartment that's pretty funny um <laughs> well, not not nearly as funny as uh it's just that was so bad what happened today after dexter williams got hurt because once he got injured um you have to put in connor Bazelak, and it's nothing against connor Bazelak, but the offense is nothing like uh what Dexter Williams runs when Connor Bazelak is on the field because he runs a spread offense. He's not nearly as mobile as Dexter is. And so when he has to come back in the game, IU had completely moved the offense away from what it was when he was running it to change it to completely something Mm -hmm. different with Dexter Mm -hmm. running it. So now you've got to basically go back to the way it was when Connor was running it mid game. That's not an easy thing to ask anybody especially uh, to ask a team like IU, who's already been struggling with consistency, with offensive line play. Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, Even with the struggles, the running game probably looked as as good as I've ever seen it look. Uh, I thought the defensive line played played about as well as they could play. They did put pressure on Aiden O'Connell, but the secondary behind that defensive line was, uh, was struggling today. They gave up several big plays. Uh, that led to touchdowns by Purdue, but uh, I, I, you could just tell once Dexter Williams went down, it did take the air out of the building because these guys have game planned oh, yeah. themselves around this guy. The coaching right. staff has game planned around it. The players love Dexter Williams, so when he when he left the game on the stretcher, everybody, defensive players, offensive players, even Purdue players, right. came over right. to get to show their respect and how much they. Uh, hope that he gets better because this will make the, the off season very interesting to see just what happens with his um, healing from this injury and what that might do for IU's quarterback situation going into the future. Be very tough to determine. I thought Bazelak, under the circumstances, did a uh, credible job. I thought he hung in there, made some plays. Uh, clearly not enough, but uh, the, the pressure he was under and because of the circumstances, I thought he did a credible job for him. 
Yeah, he did. And and also you got to keep in mind too, he has been hit a lot. I mean, he's taken a lot of sacks over the yeah. course of oh, the yeah. year. And for him to bounce back from that and to continue to play hard and also this team doesn't have its best wide receiver because Cam Camper got injured in the Rutgers game and has been out for uh, the rest of the season beyond that. So, um, you know, Anison Kobe and, and uh, Malachi Holt tried to step up, uh, but those guys just, even though as, as hard as they tried, they're just not Cam Camper. So this team has been dealing with a lot of struggles this year. But again, this team also had two wins last year. They have four wins right. this year. That's what they're going to finish with. So you doubled your win total, uh, even though you had a chance to win six. But got to find a way to move forward from there and, and build upon what you did defensively and also with the running game. So um, And then you got to figure out. But that's what Tom Allen said in our postgame interview today. He said the mm-hmm. biggest thing we've got to address in the offseason is the quarterback situation. And, and <laughs> I feel like that's what we talked about going into this season from last no. year. So <laughs> right. here we are doing right. it and doing right. it again. So. All right, big week for the basketball team. Big, big week. You got uh, North Carolina uh, Wednesday, and then you have Rutgers Big Ten opener on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, two very important games, Bob, for two different reasons. One, you know, let's start with North Carolina because I know that some people have said, well, you know, they lost, so that might mean that, you know, they're not quite as good. Well, even if that's the case, um, they're going to be really angry that they lost. And they've still got another oh, yeah. tough yeah. game against 18th-ranked Alabama tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. So, I mean, if they lose that game to Alabama, then they're going to be coming into Indi- Indi- uh, to Bloomington very angry. Um, so I still think North Carolina is an incredibly talented team. They might bounce back tomorrow. So, uh, I mean, and this will be this will be the toughest test of the season so far for the Hoosiers. But one thing that they have consistently brought – uh, every game has been the defense, has been the rebounding. This team has shared the mm-hmm. ball well, and they don't – They, you know, Mike Woodson has said he doesn't want this team turning the ball over any more than 12 times. Right. So they've done a good job of not doing that. So if they defend well and they don't turn it over more than 12 times, um, even if they have trouble making shots at times, those the defense and the, and the, uh, the ability to not turn the ball over will give this team a chance. He's John Herrick from the IU Sports Network on the call of IU's loss to Purdue in the old Oak and Bucket game, and they'll be in action in the men's basketball on Wednesday at home against North Carolina. John, I know you've had a long day. I really appreciate you taking time to call. Enjoy the weekend. Not a problem. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Rob Moorhead joins me from the IHSAA Champions Radio Network. He worked the 3A game with our own Brendan King, Shatard with an impressive win to win the 3A title, uh, 34-14 over Lawrenceburg. Rob, thank you. I had a chance to hear part of the broadcast. I told Brendan this. I thought the three of you were tremendous, and especially your insights uh, into you know, your life down in the southeastern part of the state brought a lot of – it was good to have your perspective uh, in terms of what Lawrenceburg was all about, and I thought that was – an added benefit of the benefit of the uh, broadcast today. 
Coach, I really appreciate that. That's high praise coming from you, and uh, I thank you very much for those kind comments. And, uh, you know, they say the broadcast is only as good as your play-by-play guy, and I was blessed yeah. uh, to be working with Brendan. He did a fantastic <laughs> job. So, uh, And yeah, he, he gave me that. I'm trying to read it off the script that he gave me, Coach, that I was supposed to read when I called in. So uh, Brendan did a fantastic <laughs> job. I had a great time working right. with him. and. Hey, Chatard, they just came to play in the second half. and uh, Yeah, they did. You know, yeah. Lawrenceburg really got off to a good start. They had a 14-10 lead at the half. But Chatard just made some really big plays at the start of that second half. And uh, they were able to uh, make it really hard on Lawrenceburg, force Lawrenceburg to get out of their run game, which they do so well, made them have to throw the football, and that really made it tough on them. Well, you know, it's a short Shatard team, as you and uh, Brendan talked about through the broadcast, familiar with state championships. Um, but it is a team that had a little down year for them. They won seven a year ago, but they are a, a team that plays a tremendous schedule, and that has to really benefit them, especially on a stage like the state championship. Well, there's no question about that, Coach, and they showed that today. You know, Rob Doyle's been there for six years and what he's won uh, he's won three state championships now in those six years and uh he and again you probably heard us talk about this on the broadcast but at his halftime interview uh with kelsey casper you know he was so calm he was so collected it's like hey we're down but we know what we have to fix right. we're going to do x y and z and get it taken care of and they did just that and uh, drew van fleet had a fantastic game for him. Uh, he had the two wide receivers in Noah Dudick and Naden Duncan that were lights out in the second half. And then the defense forced three interceptions in the second half. That's eight interceptions that defense got for Chatard in the last two games. And, uh, you know, when you turn things, when you, when you make teams turn the ball over, you can really force the game over into your favor. And I thought Chatard did a great job of taking control of that in the second half. No, I agree with you. It was an impressive, impressive second half. And I was impressed with Lawrenceburg. What a great year they've had. Uh, really, uh, you know, I think defied all the expectations to make the run they made. And uh, it was a tremendous year for them. It really was. And Coach Ryan Kaniga has just done a fantastic job with that program. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a product of that program. He played at Lawrenceburg. Uh, he came back there to coach at Lawrenceburg as an assistant. He did do a stint coaching as an assistant over at East Central before coming back and taking over the head coaching job right. there. And he's just built that program the way that, the way that he wanted to build it. And, and they play a lot like their coach. They are physical. They're aggressive. They get after it. Coach, you'll find this interesting as well. I've got uh, – uh, two guys that played for me, played basketball for me at South Dearborn that are assistant coaches on that staff uh, in, uh, in Mooch Hamilton, right. Brett Hamilton, and then the offensive coordinator, Mike Manford. So it was exciting for me to see those guys sure. that I coached back in the day on the big stage uh, being a part of that staff. And uh, Lawrenceburg's got nothing to hang their heads about. I told Brendan during the broadcast, if you'd ask people if they thought Lawrenceburg was going to get to the state championship year, Maybe only about 10% of their fans would have thought that was possible. Right. So a great year for the Tigers. And, uh, yeah, congrats to Bishop Tatard on the championship. Rob Moorhead, you did a great job. I appreciate you taking time to call. Have a fantastic weekend. Coming up at 11.45, we're going to give you a preview of what's coming up on your Sports Sunday. For now, I'm Brendan King with your Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Let's review it one more time. The state championship final scores plus 
the Mental Attitude Award winners. Yesterday got started. Class 2A, Evansville Modern Day by a dime over Andrean. 20-10, some revenge for Modern Day after Andrean took him down a year ago. The Mental Attitude Award winner, Joey Pierre, who has put together a couple major state championship games for Modern Day over the last couple seasons. Back-to-back, he has been at Lucas Oil Stadium. Class 4A, East Central, 30-piece on New Prairie, 37-7. Just impressive when you look at what East Central has done over the last two weeks, beating Ron Colley in semi-state, now handling a good New Prairie team for the Trojans. Christian Garrison named the SQ Mental Attitude Award recipient. And yesterday closed with Class 6A, Center Grove topples Carroll Fort Wayne 35-9 from Carroll, Jorge Valdez, the Mental Attitude Award winner. Early this morning, Indianapolis Lutheran taking down Adams Central 30-13 from Lutheran. Micah McKay, the Blake Rest Mental Attitude Award winner. Class 3A, that's the game myself, Rob, and Kelsey had. Shatar, 24 and unanswered points. Two defeat Lawrenceburg, 34-14. Aiden Duncan, who is a wide receiver from Shatard, as well as their puncher, the Mental Attitude Award winner. Duncan plans to study mechanical engineering. That's how you know he's smarter than me. Class 5A, Valparaiso by a four-piece on Whiteland, 35-31. Connor McCall from Valpo, the SQ Mental Attitude Award winner. Congrats to all. I'm Brendan King. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. The man himself, Paul Condry, joins us. Football's best friend in our state, Regional Radio Sports Network, Indiana Football Digest, Football Hall of Fame, Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Paul, wrapped up a great day, had some really fun games in a, a great way. The nightcap with Valpo edging Whiteland was a great way to end a, a tremendous weekend. Yeah, it really was, Bob. I thought uh, Valpo Reza showed the, tra- the same type of moxie that they showed the last uh, – Honestly, the last three or four weeks with their come-from-behind win, that drive late in the ball game where they had to go 95 yards to win the game uh, was picturesque as anything I've ever seen at any level. Uh, when you think back on the fact that they were faced with a third and 18, and Ian Wilson's catch uh, uh, was monstrous. And then, of course, they had a third and six in a conversion and another third and 10 uh, I just thought that was just uh, amazing. And then the young man who, Rocco Mitici, who made the catch in the uh, at the, in the waning moments of the game. And uh, I mean, this is what Bill Marshall's team has done all year long. Uh, they've had to fight through adversity. And the scary thing about Valparaiso is this team is really, really young. And their lower levels kids coming up are pretty dead gum good. So they're going to be a team that's going to be reckoned with. I was excited for a couple things from a historical standpoint. It was 47 years ago that the Vikings brought the state championship home to Porter County. And mm-hmm. I likewise excited the fact that it was 29 years ago that the Brickies, when they were a member of the Dunlin Conference, won a state championship. And so Valparaiso, for the first time since the Bricks won it in 93, ran home the uh, DAC uh, uh, state championship. So I was excited about that. Uh, as the voice of the Dunlin Conference the last 50 years, uh, it's been really neat to finally see this uh, league uh, be able to sit atop 
with the, with the Blue Rings. Well, that's a heck of a way to wrap up a great weekend of football, as I pointed out uh, earlier in the day. As you and I have talked about all year long, Lutheran showing you why they uh, have won two straight with a 30-13 to win over Adams uh, Central and uh, a uh, Chittard effort to come out and score 34 unanswered against Lawrenceburg to win 3A at three different ball games. But um, you called that this Lutheran team is a special group of guys. And they likewise are very, very young. And they're a scary group as well, too. You know, their quarterback, Willis Kid, is going to have a special career at Lutheran. But the reality of it is for Lutheran is when you're going to the state championship every week, or every year, excuse me, those kids who are in the freshman and sophomore classes right. are getting a whole bunch of extra refs. They, in, in the big picture of things, the sophomore class, if you think back on it, They've been in the state championship game. Those kids have played one whole extra football season than all the other kids in Indiana because they've gone to the state championship game. So that senior class at Lutheran this year uh, was a benefactor of that team going deep in the tournament series and getting to the state championship. And uh, Dave's group, very, very young. They're scary like Valparaiso. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with. And then you mentioned about Robbie's guys that – Chitar. Rob, Rob's a great football coach. He's a, uh, and I tell you what, a lot of credit goes to uh, uh, that, that group there. But I tell you what, Coach Perica and, and, and Coach Doyle did a tremendous job. And they played a very, very formidable schedule. And I think that just made them tough. And, you know, you, you guys have talked about it a lot tonight about their record in championship games. But the pedigree, and I think it goes back to the excellent coaches that they have in the CYO League mm-hmm. that prepares a lot of the Catholic school kids for success. You could talk about, you know, well, they've got extra opportunities. Yeah, 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 naughty, naughty, naughty. They still got to go out and block and tackle. They still got to go out and make plays. And the kids in the CYO League are so well-schooled by the time they get there. Uh, you know, I, I tell you what, Chittard's, you know record speaks for itself. We could talk about, uh, you know, Cathedral, you know, to the Kyles come home about what they've done for high school football. But, you know, I'm just a big fan of kids playing football. I don't care what level it is. And if it's the CYO or if it's Pop Warner or if it's your Mm -hmm. local youth league, the fact that kids are playing football, it speaks volume. And I know this has been a part of the youth initiatives for the Colts and the NFL is get kids involved. And I think with great coaches in our state, they put our kids into positions to fall in love with the game, they're going to be lifelong fans, and I think the, that bodes well for our game. Well, Paul, I've enjoyed another season with you on Friday and Saturday nights. Drive safely going home, and uh, thanks again for all you do for football in our state and all you do for me personally and for Indiana Sports Talk. Thanks so much. Be safe. Coach. Coach, 247 days to pass, 265 days for the 2023 opener. I bid you adieu. God bless, Coach. You you never disappoint. Thanks, Paul. Thanks so much. Let's talk a little basketball, a little high school basketball. Blue River Valley, 51, 42 winners over Shenandoah. Brian Klein joins me. Coach, thanks for hanging in there, and congratulations on the win tonight. Hey, no problem. It's always good to hear you guys talk, so not a big deal. And thanks for the congratulations. 
Oh, you're welcome. So uh, this is a big win now. I mean, uh, is this your opener, or have you played uh, before uh, tonight? We played Tuesday night against Newcastle um, at the Fieldhouse. Played very, very well. Lost by 12. Um, five right. to ten point right. game most of the way. And, and then you're right. Tonight is a huge game. You know, there's a bucket that the county, the Henry County champions get okay. to keep. And Shenandoah's had it right. for a minute. So we were able to take that back tonight um, against a very good team, very good program, very well coached. And super proud of our kids' effort um, to hold them to 42. Um, we didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but defensively we were good enough to give us ourselves some margin of error on the offensive end. So is this the identity of this team, do you think? Uh, solid defensively, well, going to have to get better offensively? Um, right now it is. You know, we talk all the time about toughness wins games. You know, I think you saw it in Ohio State-Michigan game, the Purdue-Indiana right. game. You know, right. It doesn't matter the sport, toughness wins, and usually it starts on the defensive end. And We did a nice job defensively, especially after the first quarter, and flipped over and took some charges and kind of established, um, you know, we're going to control the paint kind of type tempo and – just super proud of our kids. Um, we're a better shooting team than we have the last two games. So I guess uh, being a half gla- uh, glass half full guy, that you know we've been right there with Newcastle <laughs> and be a good Shenandoah team and haven't shot the ball well at all. So you know maybe the maybe we got some room for improvement and growth on the offensive right. end and got a chance to be a good team. All right, who plays well for you tonight in the win? Uh, two seniors, Lake Leonard, led us in eight, with 18 tonight. Um, Wyatt Thornburg's our leading scorer on the season. He had 22 at Newcastle and 14 tonight. And did a great job of controlling tempo. I think he had nine assists. Got some great contributions from Ethan Blackburn, a junior, and Landon Gibson, a junior, and Connor Sullivan, a junior, on the, the glass. And probably the biggest play of the game, Landon Gibson, a junior off the bench, ran from one one corner to the other corner to get an offensive rebound to kick to Wyatt for a three, and that put us up 10 and kind of never looked back from there. Brian Klein, the uh, basketball coach at Blue River Valley, 51-42 winners over Shenandoah tonight. Brian, thanks so much for the call. Good luck next week. Hey, thank you, Bob. You do an amazing job. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you so much. So, wrapped up season, uh, the 2022 football season tonight. What a fun fun night we still have more football to talk about too but what a busy busy week weekend so we got monday night football with the colts taking on the steelers at lucas oil stadium that'll be fun um if you if i always encourage me come downtown enjoy uh enjoy the experience it's it's fun and be a part of it um if not like the rest of us, you know, be at home and watch it. IU North Carolina on Wednesday. But hey, don't forget to don't forget to watch the Boilermakers and Duke tomorrow. So uh, there's a whole lot going on. And thank you so much for joining us throughout the football season. Final scoreboard update of the night for Brendan King. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Last one of the night. Here's what's coming up on your Sports Sunday. Of course, the Colts on Monday Night Football hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's at 8.15 p.m. on Monday. Look, with a win, the Colts could improve their record to 5-6-1. and one. Pittsburgh only 3-7 and seven on the campaign. I thought 
Greg Rakestraw made a really good point that this is probably the worst Steelers team in the last 25 years or so. So it is certainly an opportunity for the Colts on prime time. This is the NFL schedule for tomorrow. Bucks visit the Browns at 1 o'clock. Deshaun Watson is eligible to play, FYI. So if Jacoby Brissett does not continue for the Browns, you could see Deshaun Watson for Cleveland. Bengals and the Titans at 1. 1 o'clock slate continues with the Texans and the Dolphins. Bears visit the Jets in New York. No Justin Fields tomorrow for Chicago. That is something to note. Mike White starts for the Jets in place of Zach Wilson, who got benched. Falcons and the Commanders at 1. Also, Broncos, Panthers. Sam Darnold goes for Carolina. Ravens and the Jaguars finishes up the 1 o'clock slate. Late window, 4.05. Chargers and the Cardinals in the desert. Raiders and the Seahawks out west. Rams, Chiefs at 4.25. Look, the Rams, since Cooper Cup got hurt, that is not your ordinary LAKC game. Saints out west, they visit the Niners at 425. Sunday night football, the Eagles host the Packers. That's after the Eagles only beat the Colts last week by a penny. College basketball tomorrow, 330 start in the Phil Knight, let's see, is that the legacy or the other one? It's the legacy, just to confirm, as Coach said earlier. Phil Knight legacy, Duke and Purdue, 330. I'm Brendan King. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back. Been talking about, we've been talking about a lot of ball night like tonight. Let's talk some high school basketball. Heritage Hills beats North Harrison 67-63 from WKLO. David Deaton on the call of this game. David, thanks so much for the call. This is a pretty good ball game this early in the year. Yeah, it was a pretty electric atmosphere, a kind of a sectional-like atmosphere down in right. Lincoln City at Patriot Gym. And uh, I'll tell you, first time I've ever seen Trent Sisley in person, that kid is the <laughs> real deal. Man, oh, man, yeah, he's he smooth. Is. He's really yep. a good all-around player. Had 28 points tonight to lead the Patriots to victory. Even had six assists in the night because he found one of his teammates and senior guard Charlie Brentlinger out in the corners for threes. He made five out of seven trays tonight, 20 points to follow Sisley. And the Cougars just really struggled to stop. Uh, Heritage Hills tonight really got off to a good start, got a seven-point lead in the first half, 18-11. to 11. Heritage Hills cut into it, got a one-point lead by halftime. And in the second half, after a good start for North Harrison, Heritage Hills roared back, got the lead as high as 11, but the Cougars were able to trim it down to two, and then it was just pretty mm. close really the rest of the way after that. Well, you have to make a decision. You're, you're either going to double – you're going to try to double Trent Sicily or you're trying to try to play him uh, man-to-man, and that's hard. So, you know, he's uh, so talented – that when you double him, as you point out, he can kick it out to spotted shooters, and these guys tonight are taking advantage of it. And so, yeah, he he presents a big, big problem for you when you try to match up with him. No question. And the biggest problem North Harrison has this year really is they don't have a lot of height on the team. Their tallest player is about 6'4", a sophomore, David Langdon. And after graduating, Logan McIntyre at 6'3", guard, who's now at Evansville, and then Ethan Oakley a 6'7", forward. They just haven't been able to find that answer to Sisley tonight. Right. So that that was the tough part about it. But, oh my goodness, Sisley made some really nice moves in the post, really 
made a great move along the baseline, just kind of glided by, and it looked like he might not get to the rim, but he was going for it, and he took a jump just outside <laughs> the right block and just went up and slammed the thing through the rim. It was really impressive to watch him. He is He's only a sophomore. He's still got right. two years left, but he's impressive, and this uh, Heritage Hills team, this was their opener tonight. They looked really good, and this is a team that is definitely going to present problems for teams in the pocket athletic conference and beyond with what they have. And for North Harrison, I know they don't win tonight, but to put up 63 points on the road in that environment, that's a really nice performance. Sawyer Wetzel, 22 points. The senior led the way for the Cougars tonight, and Caleb Kellum's chipped in 16. So this North Harrison team got a got a good atmosphere, a tough game early in the season. And even though they lost, they definitely didn't give up, even though they were down 11 at mm-hmm. one point. All right, who's up next for them? Uh, for North Harrison, it's rivalry night next Friday night. They will be on the road at Corridon Central to take on their county okay. conference rival in the Panthers. So we are excited to right. go to Corridon next Friday. The Panthers were supposed to play at Lanesville tonight. We were supposed to do that game originally, but it was canceled this afternoon because Lanesville's players had uh, got some illness going through their team right now. Wow. So Corridon wow. ended up having the night off, but uh, they had coaches there watching that game tonight because not only do they have North Harrison next Friday, they could see Heritage Hills in the Perry spencer classic at the end of december so we're looking forward to a really good rivalry matchup the panthers have seven seniors on their team this year they've got a team that really believes that they can make a run this year so it should be a really good matchup and a great atmosphere next friday at corridan central i'll look forward to your phone call too you know that yeah i'll absolutely. be ready i will call i will no be doubt. ready all right, David Deaton from WKLO. <laughs> On the call of Heritage Hills, a 67-63 win over North Harrison. David, thanks as always. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You as well, Coach. Thank you. What a night talking high school football and basketball. <laughs> I like it. And college. We got college sports. What a great, great night. All right, Brendan King has wrapped up his scoreboard updates. Uh, did a fantastic job. Did a tremendous job on the 3A championship golf tonight. So way to go, Brendan King. Final break, final thoughts. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Hey, Brendan King, you still have a voice left? Uh, Coach, I'm hanging in there, but we're doing all right. All right. I'll make this short. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take the pressure off of you. Hit me. Congratulations. You did a fantastic job on the game. You did a fantastic, as you know, as you always do, fantastic job tonight on the show. Uh, enjoy the weekend. You've put in, you've worked an awful lot. And uh, enjoy Monday night football. But uh, thank you so much for all you did tonight for the, the Champions Network and for Indiana Sports Talk. Take the rest. Listen, <laughs> take the rest of the night off. Okay, you got it. Well, hey, <laughs> Coach. While we got a minute right here, I, I do want to tell you this story because I was thinking about this today. Uh, again, I'm five minutes from turning 28, and like that's crazy to think about. But uh, whether you remember this or not, uh, because I was just some kid at the time when I was in the Cape Cod baseball league calling games. I was 21. I was going into my senior year at Butler, and John, right. John Griffin set us up on a phone call. And I right. remember I was I was at a restaurant with the team, and you called me. 
I do remember. It, no, I remember this vividly. Yeah, it, because I've been to Cape Cod a couple of times. Yeah, and it happens to be one of my favorite places uh, on the planet. We both so know that. I, yeah, I think about it. Yeah, yeah. So, so you call me, and again, I was 21 going into senior year. This was even before I had an internship in this building, right? So, and I remember what right. you said is, you know, if you put in the time, this is what you said. If you put in the time and the work. And you stay committed to what you do, you might end up here someday. You might be able to do Indiana Sports Talk. And, Coach, uh, I've been on the show with you now for, <laughs> what is it? I've been on the show with you for five years. Um, and, right. and, and getting the right. call of the game today, I, I, I just can't appreciate you enough, man, and, and the oh. folks here that uh, you have given me the opportunity of a lifetime. And uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do what I do without you. And I want you to know that it's been my it's been my honor and pleasure. And uh, you're very very kind. Take the weekend off. Take the rest of the weekend off. You know what? Relax. Get that voice back. You got. You're gonna. You gotta. You gotta be ready for Monday. That's what I'm you saying. You got work to do. Yeah. Well, me, yeah. me and the folks are gonna hit some Harry and Izzy's tomorrow. And uh, <laughs> you know, I got. I got a lot of. Good tea. call. I got a lot of tea to drink. I'm gonna. I'm gonna drink the largest cup of tea you've ever seen in your life tomorrow morning. That's right. You. That you need to throw a little honey in That's there. That's the you'll plan. Be just fine. That's the plan. All right, Brendan King. Great job. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Thanks so much. All right, don't forget now to join us next weekend. We're going to be a full basketball mode next weekend. Yeah, football has been fantastic. Uh, it's always fun to wrap it up on championship weekend. And I think back on that first weekend of the season when, when we had, I think, close to – we had over 30 phone calls on that first Friday night of the season. And to wrap it up like this – uh, ties a bow on a fantastic season. Good luck to the Boilermakers tomorrow. Good luck to the Boilermakers next week in football. Busy weekend or busy week of IU basketball. Basketball getting into full swing. So if you get a chance, I'm always an advocate to go out and watch some ball. So get out and have some fun. Great job. Thank you so much to Brendan King and James Wood. Thanks, as always, to our great stations around the state that bring you the show on Friday and Saturday nights. And thanks to all of you for these last 29 years, making us the most listened-to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.